my prayer for some time now that we would develop our small group ministry, our life groups into a, into a ministry where there is great, great transparency, where there is honesty, where we have a freedom to share with one another what's really going on in our lives, where we have a freedom to allow the walls that we hide behind to come tumbling down. It's in those kind of times that we receive encouragement. It's in those kind of times where we learn that there are others who we know and interact with that have experienced the exact same things that we're going through. And they can tell us what that experience is, and it would be a great, great encouragement to us. It's in those times where the Spirit of God makes Himself so very, very real to us as He leads that interaction and encouragement with one another. I think that we ought to pray and ask God that He would grow us in this area of honesty and transparency. That we would be who we really are with one another and of course in His sight. It should be easy for us to be transparent and honest with God, shouldn't it? I mean, we all know He already knows. And so we should open up ourselves. This is what I'm struggling with, Lord. This is a hurdle in my life. This is an area I need your involvement. This is an area I want to surrender to you. This is an area where I need your instruction, and this is an area I need your encouragement. That is just one of the different areas that we grow in as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus Christ. Disciples, as we have learned in our whatever series, are continually growing stronger and deeper roots. Roots. The Bible uses this illustration, this metaphor of deep roots a whole bunch, giving us a picture of what it's like in our relationship with Jesus, that it's in fact a relationship, and it's a relationship that can grow stronger and stronger and stronger. One of the, the ways that does that is our roots grow deeper and deeper and deeper, and it has incredible practical application in our lives. Lord, I want my roots to go deeper and deeper and deeper because your word tells me that it's practical. It's applicable in my life. As a matter of fact, I would share with you some scripture in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. The Apostle Paul is writing and he says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted, underlined, rooted rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. You received Christ Jesus the Lord through faith, through surrender, through acknowledging that He is God. So walk in Him. Allow your spiritual journey to be a journey of faith, to be a journey where you're constantly acknowledging that He is God. So that your roots will grow deep and will grow strong. Matthew chapter 13 and 
verse 21 gives us a beautiful illustration. Jesus is speaking, and he is speaking in a parable. This is a par- the, the, the parable of the soils that, that we have talked about before, but one of the illustrations that he gives can be found in the 20th verse where he says this, as for what was sown, he's talking about seed here, he's talking about what he teaches us, what he gives us, what he makes available to us, how he reveals himself to us. He's talking about the word of God. He says, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself. There are no roots. What roots there are are very, very shallow. And so he endures for a while, but when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, on account of my faith, on account of my relationship with him, immediately that one falls away. Do you see the practical application there? Jesus has already told us that in this world we will have tribulation, that in this world the winds will blow, that in this world there will be difficult times. And he makes it extremely clear that unless we are followers of Christ, disciples of Christ, constantly growing in our understanding of who He is, growing in our relationship with Him, maturing, being changed by Him, then we have no roots. And when those difficult times that He's promised us will come, when the tribulation comes, we'll fall away. You've seen this happen before. You know people where this has happened. I see it happen almost on a daily basis. I see those who come and, and God reveals Himself to them in this most incredible way and they get excited about it and they receive what He reveals to them with great, great joy. But there's not a, there's not a mindset of being a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. There's not a mindset of growing and maturing And when difficult times come, they fall away. Roots. What we've been talking about over these last few weeks, and when we talk about being a disciple, being a follower of Jesus, we're talking about being changed, radically changed. We're talking about growth. We're talking about maturity. We're talking about deeper and deeper roots. In Ephesians chapter 3, I think that verses 17 and 18 and 19 will be on the screen. I'd like to read starting in verse 14. This is Paul's prayer for you. It's Paul's prayer for the church. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, here it is, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength. There's a a connection there that, that, that these roots give me strength. Strength to comprehend with all of the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Listen, this has incredible practical application in our lives. Because what I think that he's saying here is that as our roots grow deeper and deeper and deeper in those times when we so desperately need to understand it, we can experience God's love in our lives. In those difficult times, 
we can know God loves us. One translation said it this way, may your roots grow down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. I would even suggest to you that what we need to know more than anything else in the midst of difficulty is that God loves us and that His love for us is perfect. And that's why I say that disciples, followers of Jesus, are continually growing stronger and deeper roots. We've spent these weeks studying what it means to be a follower of Jesus so that our lives can be and will be radically changed so that we grow in our relationship with Jesus so that we don't remain the same. That's what this has been about. Now, I want you to see this morning as we kind of wrap up this series how, how Jesus involves himself in our lives in this, in this journey that we're on, how he coordinates our, our maturity and our, our growth with the, with the very purposes that he put us here on earth for. God's word, Jesus, his involvement in our life is so very consistent. Did you know that you're here for a purpose? Specific purposes that, that He makes clear in His Word. And when we fulfill our purpose, we grow. When we fulfill our purpose, that's where our experience of significance comes from. True significance comes in our relationship with Jesus. He's all we need. The hope that they sang about, the love that they sang about, the joy that they sang about. That's what we need. And when we identify purposes in our life and we fulfill those purposes, it's then that we begin to understand true significance in our lives. We will look in this world everywhere. We'll try anything to experience significance. I want to know that I'm significant. That's not a bad thing. I want to know that I matter. I want to know that I count. Jesus says, I want you to know that. And I want you to know that you experience that in me. That you experience that when you identify why I have you here on earth. Why I have you here. And, why you, and when you live out those purposes, it's how we experience contentment and satisfaction. God has designed us this way. It's our it's our, it's our DNA. It's, it's the way we're wired. He made you for the purpose that He put you here for. And when we identify and choose to fulfill that purpose, then we're, we're living in the center of His will. We're growing. We're being used. We're experiencing all that He has for us. Let me try to show you what I mean. I, I'm going I'm to do a really, really quick review of what we've done for the last five or six weeks. Here's what we said. Uh, to be a disciple, and we're, 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 we're using that word as Jesus has defined it, if you want to be my disciple then. I must spend time with Jesus. The important thing about understanding this is it's a choice. It's your choice. It's a commitment and it's a relationship. Being a disciple of Jesus is a relationship. It's a relationship that you choose to involve yourself in. You make that choice. That is so very, very important that we embrace that truth. 
discipleship is not an accumulation of knowledge and it's not doing things. It's a relationship. The accumulation of knowledge and doing things comes out of that relationship. It flows out of that relationship. But first and foremost, discipleship is a relationship. Being a follower of Jesus is a relationship. Being a follower of Jesus is not in what you do. It's in the relationship that you have. And then we, we, we said that, that a disciple loves Jesus supremely. Above all else. Well, listen. That's a purpose in our lives. What's the purpose that we see in loving Jesus above all else? That's worship. That's a definition for worship. He's not just a category in my life. He is my life. He's the master of my finances. He's the master of my relationships. He's the master of my career. He's the master of my health. He's the master of it all. And I love Him. I love Him supremely. I love Him above all else. He is my first love. That's worship. And that's part of our purpose here. God placed you here to worship Him. And we said that, that, that if we're going to be His disciple, we have to love other disciples. We have to love the body of Christ. We have to love brothers and sisters in Christ. That's fellowship. That's a purpose that you have. God wired you that way. You are, are created to have relationships with other people. You're created for fellowship. You're created for interaction. You need it. It's a purpose that God has for you. I put you here so that you can interact with other believers. So that you can encourage other believers. So that you can be encouraged by other believers. So that you can have fellowship. So that you can walk this journey together. You're not by yourself. I didn't create you to walk this journey by yourself. I created you for fellowship. It's one of the purposes I have for you. If you're here on earth, one of the purposes I have for you is interaction and fellowship with other believers. Love other believers. Worship with other believers. Serve with other believers. Walk through this journey with other believers. And we said if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus, then we need to do what Jesus tells us to do. That's discipleship. That's the simplicity of discipleship. And for those of us who have been in church all of our lives practically, we can get bogged down with all of the things that we feel like we have to do to be a good Christian. When it's really as simple as this, just do what Jesus tells you to do. Just walk through your life with this sensitivity of His love and involvement in your life and just do what he tells you to do. Well, Dale, I don't know what he's telling me to do. Well, he, he makes a lot of things extremely clear in his word. Here's what I want you to do. But what we do, it flows out of love. It flows out of intimacy. It flows out of relationship with him. Listen, listen. That's the way God wired you. You were created for that. One of the purposes God gives you, if you're here on this earth and you know Jesus, one of the purposes you have is to simply follow Him, to obey Him, to be obedient to Him. Incredible experience and blessings comes out of obedience. This is where we surrender ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to be in control of our lives. That's where obedience takes place. 
I'm surrendered. God, it's not my agenda, it's your agenda. I, agenda. I want to do whatever you want me to do. Just give me clarity in what you want me to do. The Holy Spirit, who now is in charge of our lives, we say sit on, sits on the throne of our lives, gives us clarity, and He leads us and guides us throughout our day. There's nothing too mundane, there's nothing too small, there's nothing too unimportant that the Holy Spirit doesn't want to direct you and guide you in that thing. It's the way He made me, it's the way He wired me. It's part of my purpose here on earth. And we said if we want to be a disciple, we have to serve others unselfishly. Serving is a purpose. God, why am I here? Well, you're here to worship. You're here to fellowship. You're here to grow. You're here to serve. You're here to sacrifice and be used by me in the lives of other people. There's great significance in that. And he said, if you want to be my disciple, then you need to share the good news. That's evangelism. That's telling other people. Now, folks, listen. We kind of we think of these five things that I've mentioned. And we think, this is why God placed me here. And, and as I begin to involve myself in these things, I begin to make these things a priority in my life. I begin to, to, to run my decisions through the lens of purpose. Then we begin to grow. We begin to experience the reality of His love and involvement in our lives. We begin to grow deep, deep roots. We begin to see change take place in our life, the way we think, the way we act, the decisions that we make. We begin to be molded and shaped into the very image of Jesus. We become more and more and more like Jesus. And we're more sensitive to His leading and guiding. And there are things that, that occur in our lives that are, that are characteristics, if you will, of, of growing, of, of maturing, of deeper roots. And I think it's tied to and has relationship with what we talked about last Sunday. Gratitude. Thankfulness, because one of the things that, that, that grows in our life that, that is a characteristic of deeper roots is thanksgiving and gratitude. And I want to show you, because this is, this is exciting to me, the relationship here. Disciples are continually growing stronger and deeper roots. A characteristic, a manifestation a natural outpouring of deeper roots is abiding, continual thanksgiving. A person who is growing roots deeper and deeper and deeper is a person who is abounding in thanksgiving, who is continually giving thanks. It's an interesting thing. God, this is the way God works. That as I grow in my relationship with Him, I become more thankful. And as I become more thankful, I grow in my relationship with Him. I'll show you what I mean. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I think I marked that. 1 Thessalonians 5. Y'all used this verse last Sunday. Here's God's will for you. Here's... Something to be obedient in. It says this, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. Listen, 
not for all circumstances. In all circumstances. Understand and apply the distinction. He says to us, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in everything. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God for you. Give thanks in everything. Why is this the will of God for us? Why is giving thanks and being grateful the will of God for us? I think that as I show you these things, if you were here last week, you would say, wow, I saw that in Fernando and Edie. I sensed that in, in their lives. Here's, here's why God says, this is my will for you. In all things, in all circumstances, give thanks. It's my will for you. Here's why it's my will for you. Number one, giving thanks honors God. What is that? That's worship. That's one of our purposes. We need to learn to thank Him. Listen, not just for what He does for us, but for who He is. Then we can thank Him in all circumstances. We can thank Him that, that He's smarter than us. We can thank Him that He's in control. We can thank Him that He always has a plan. We can thank Him that He loves us. We can thank Him that He works all things together for our good. We can, be, we can have a heart of gratitude. We can be in a, in a place of thanksgiving regardless of the circumstances. And listen to me, listen. That's worship. That's how we worship. That's a form of worship which is a purpose that He has given us in our lives. Here's another reason why it's God's will for us. Because gratitude builds relationships. Did you know that when you express gratitude to someone, when you're thankful for someone, that there is a, a bond in that relationship that, that grows greater? Try this in your marriage. Do you tell your spouse... That you're thankful for them? Well, I can't think of anything. Well, you need to sit down and think of some things. There's some things that you can go to him or to her and say, I just want you to know I'm thankful for you because. And it impacts your relationship because gratitude builds relationships. This works in small groups as well. This is fellowship. It's a purpose that God has given us why is it his will that we be thankful in all circumstances because it helps us to fulfill the purpose that he put us here for it's an act of worship and it's a way to build relationships and gratitude grows you spiritually it builds your faith this is especially too true when we're going through difficult times I believe that, that, that an ultimate test of faith is, can we be thankful in all circumstances? That's a, that's a test of our faith. And when we are, did you see this last Sunday in Fernando and Edie? How they had grown spiritually through this difficult circumstance in their life? That's because they're thankful in all circumstances and being thankful even in difficult circumstances grows our faith. Grows deeper roots. It matures us. It changes us. That's discipleship. 
Spiritual maturity, growing, deeper roots. That's discipleship. That's a purpose that God has for us here. Gratitude is a form of serving others. How, how, how do you mean, Dale? I mean, I don't understand that. Showing gratitude is showing your appreciation for others. You, you know what appreciation is. It's the opposite of depreciation. Depreciation is when something loses value. Appreciation is when something increases in value. And your gratitude and your thankfulness for someone is a way to increase their value. It's a way to serve them. It's interesting to me because service is one of our purposes. It's one of the reasons God put us here. No wonder He tells us, in all circumstances, give thanks because this is my will for you. This is my design for you. This is my plan for you. You know that this is true. Gratitude is a witness to unbelievers. You want to know how to start a spiritual conversation with an unbeliever? Go to him and say, I want you to know I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this in your life. Let an unbeliever see you being thankful in all circumstances. It messes up their mind. They don't understand that. But it is an incredible testimony, just like you experienced last Sunday. That was a testimony. And it impacted so very many people. God used that in so many different lives. Purpose. Being thankful is Worship. It's fellowship. It's discipleship. It's serving. It's evangelism. No wonder this is God's will for us. If we will grow in this area of gratitude and thankfulness, we can know this, that when we're thankful, it keeps us in the center of God's will. You don't have to guess or wonder what God's will is. This is the number one question, by the way, pastors get. What, what do you think God's will is for me? Do you think I'm in God's will? Can you help me determine what God's will is for me in this? Well, you can know you're in the center of God's will if your heart is a heart of gratitude. This is God's will for you. That you be thankful in every circumstance. It makes you bitter. It makes you better, not bitter. It makes you better, not bitter. Yeah, I, probably every one of us has an excuse to be bitter. Not a reason, but we can come up with an excuse to be bitter. Got a new year coming up. Three or four weeks. Don't take bitterness into 2015. Don't be bitter in 2015. Don't start 2015 with bitterness in your heart. Well, how do I deal with it, Dale? Gratitude. Thanksgiving. Learn to be thankful in all circumstances. It'll defeat bitterness in your life. Grow from the circumstances. It makes you better. Did you know that being thankful defeats our enemy, the devil? Satan hates it when we're mad at God. He'll do anything to disrupt our fellowship with God. 
Don't let him do that. God loves you. God wants what's best for you. God knows what's best for you. God has the power to bring that about in your life. God works all things together for good. Defeat the devil through thanksgiving. Listen to this. Being thankful is a source of miracles. It's how we experience the supernatural in our life. Thanking God in faith is thanking God in advance. Right? If God does something in my life and I thank Him for that, that's, that's gratitude. But if I thank Him in advance for something that I need in my life, that's faith. And faith is where miracles come from. Believing is how miracles occur in our life. It's the source of miracles. Sometimes we pray and we ask God for a need and, and, and we feel like He's not hearing us. And, and we say, I'm, I'm just waiting for God. I'm just waiting for God. I'm just waiting for God. When in reality, most often, it's God waiting for us to be changed by Him so that He can answer our prayer and supply our need. God's waiting for us to surrender God's waiting for us to be grateful in all circumstances. God's waiting for us to depend on Him, to trust Him, to believe Him. God's waiting for us to be changed so that He can meet our need because He knows what our need is. He wants to change us through a circumstance that we're praying about. His provision. He's getting you ready for His provision. Learn to thank God in advance for His provision. Praying in faith is one of the requirements God gives us for answered prayer. Do you know that? Pray in Jesus' name. Pray according to His will. And pray believing. That's praying in faith. That's thanking God in advance. You see how discipleship is directly related to why God has you here? Do you see why identifying purposes in our life helps us to, to grow deeper roots, living out God's purposes for our life? That's, a, that's discipleship. That's growth. That's change. It's radical change in our lives. This service that we had last Sunday, really and truly... It was just God's orchestration of events that that happened to occur around Thanksgiving. Because that is a critical part of being a follower of Jesus. So we spend weeks talking about this is what it means to be a disciple. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And we kind of conclude that with Thanksgiving, but it's not because it was Thanksgiving time. It's because that's a critical part of it. Worship, fellowship, spiritual growth, serving, sharing the good news of Jesus. That is why God has you here. It is your purpose. We see that in being a follower of Christ and we see how that relates to us in having a, an attitude of gratitude, having a heart 
of thanksgiving, of being thankful in every circumstance. Now, I close. Matter of fact, let me invite you to stand. And we bring this full circle when I tell you that all of this is your choice. You choose to be a follower. You choose to be a disciple. You choose to grow deep roots. You choose to mature. You choose to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Is that a priority in your life? I want to know him. I want to know him better. I want to grow. I want deeper roots. I think that the Holy Spirit who resides in every believer has given us great clarity of how we can experience that in our lives. So if it's a desire in our lives, the Holy Spirit has given us clarity of his provision for that in our lives. You choose. I want it. I want that in my life. Lord Jesus, this is so critical. This is critical for our church and what you've called us to. For how can our church fulfill our purpose if those who make up the church aren't experiencing that in their own lives? Lord, if through my words there has been confusion, I ask that your Holy Spirit would give clarity. Give clarity in what you are drawing us to. Give clarity in what you're calling us to. Give clarity in what you want in us. And give us boldness to follow. Give us boldness to say yes. We're asking, Lord, that you change us. Radically change us. Grow us. Deeper roots. I trust you for that and believe you for that. As a matter of fact, Lord, anticipating a miracle, I thank you in advance for that. As we interact with you during this time, Help us to follow. Help us to be a disciple. Have your will and way in every heart and life is my prayer in Jesus' name.